Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we have a hasher from the left side of Canada, a hasher with a special hash group event that he has been promoting for many years, widely traveled. Today on the podcast, please welcome Pylon. Welcome. Hello, Ra. Hey, Pylon. Let's start with telling everyone your origin story in hashing. When and where and how did you start hashing? Hashing began in Vancouver in 1987, and a colleague uh, from the International Submarine Engineering uh, told me about the Hash Club. I came out on run number 11, and Monty and his other bog bunker uh, brought me to SFU, which is uh, on the top of a mountain here, the university. All I remember of it was Monty singing at the top of his lungs, going up the elevator to the after party. I believe it was Father Abraham. Okay. Well, about what month was that? It was in May 87. Cool. And did it hit with you right away when after that, where you're like, oh, I'm coming back, or how did you take it? Yeah, I kept coming back, and I tried to get a couple of high school friends because they had never been on or heard of such a thing. Sheep Shagger and Dickus, and at first they didn't take to it, so they, it was about eight months later that they started coming out. Dickus ended up moving to Victoria and kind of getting the dark side of the moon happening over there. And Sheep Shagger is still running in Vancouver. Cool. We don't really have a name for the term of people that you brought to the hash who stayed. We, we need to come up with a word for that, for what, what we call those spawn of uh, people that you brought. Uh, Klingons, I guess you could call. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the only word I could think of at the spur of the moment. Yeah, just people from work or other colleagues. What happened with Chaggers, he ended up bringing his whole family out, and we all named them sheep-type things. Yeah. His, sister, his sister was a ram charger. His mom, perfectly, was little go deep. His dad ended up getting in a beer-throwing exchange with some girl, and she said, you fucker. So he got the name, you fucker, oh, W-E, right. fucker. <laughs> That's great. Let's find out about your hash name. What what is the origin story of Pylon? After about a year or so, I had to go to the UK in Scotland. I went on an Aberdeen Exiles ski trip over to the uh, Léger over in the Alps. And there wasn't too much snow, so we set a run on dirt. Couldn't find the trail. I climbed up an electric tower because I am an electrician. Said, oh, the trail's off in that direction. They named me Pylon. So let's go to your travels then. You spent a year in Scotland. And yes. Where, have you lived anywhere else for an extended period and hashed outside Vancouver and Scotland? I was uh, half a year in Mombasa. In Mombasa, I tried to get the hash going. It, it had been running. That was after they did the the Great Migration, I tried to get it going again, did a few runs here and there. There's one called the South Coast down farther. So I did some of that. 
try to get a little bit of it going again. Okay, so that's three continents. That's Europe, Africa, North America, and have you hashed the other places? Through Asia, through uh, Phuket, and obviously the 98 uh, in Kuala Lumpur, things like that, Chiang Mai, Interhash. There's quite a few of Vancouverites that end up going to Phuket mm-hmm. uh, and living there, so there's places to stop in and visit. Have you started a club that took you? Tried in Mombasa. As for originating things, I guess the the one I got credit for, or some credit, uh, Olympric, gave me some credit for helping start the Aberdeen run called the Ash Pass. Sorry, okay. Ash Pass. What's that? The Aberdeen Seriously Social Hash. So ah, there's been no night drinking, walking to the pub kind of hash. Right. But you have another big event that you have a website for and track and everything, and that's the chef. Explain about that. Since uh, 1978, there has been Commonwealth hashes. The, first of all, there's a thing called the Commonwealth Games. What For people don't know, what are the Commonwealth Games? Commonwealth Games is what the UK has been running, and that's been since 1978. It happens every four years. Before that, it was called the British Empire Games or some version of it. That's kind of a mini Olympics. It is, yeah. Okay. And what's the hash got to do with the Commonwealth Games? Since then, either before or after, Hash has tried to do a Commonwealth Games hash. Maybe 100, 150 people, just a big, huge piss up in a brewery or whatever they can do, usually making a T-shirt. There's only been two that haven't been done, and that was in 78, Edmonton, Alberta, hadn't been started yet because we started them a few years later. The other one was Manchester. Manchester hadn't been around when they set it there. In all the other ones, the location, the host of things, there was a hash nearby, a hashing club. The, the ho- yeah, host of the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth Games Federation. Yeah, uh-huh. they, they've decided how to do it and where to do it and what to do. So we just piggyback them is, is what it amounts to. And so how do you organize it? You gotta, you know, you'll know ahead of time where the Commonwealth Games are being planned and how do you coordinate with the local club to get people to attend this special event. Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely up to whatever they want to do. So I I just remind them if I can, give them a little bit of information, try to attend it. um, And they can check my website to, if you click on any of the cities that have had it on my website, which is commiehash.com, and you can spell it with an I or IE or a Y, commiehash.com. You can click on that city, and if you click on the city, you'll get a, a link to an email address for whoever put it on at that time, at that year. Mm-hmm. And is there a history? Have you have you had little write-ups or hash trashes about the events from participants? Sure, they, they do their own stuff. Uh, the first few I wasn't even in on until we did it in 1994. I remember a guy from... I think he was from uh, San Francisco. Said, "Oh, you got to do the the uh, upcoming Commonwealth Games thing." And I we went, "What? What are we talking about?" <laughs> so even he knew about it before we do. Talk about 
about the latest one? Where was the most recent one that you were able to do, and what was it like? Okay, most recent uh, was in Gold Coast in 2018, Australia, and they had a campsite by the beach, and they rented beach hotel recreation area and had a dance that night. Runs out of the campsite parking lot. That was about it. Yeah, that was the Gold Coast men's that put that one on. And do you have people that are, have caught on to this thing and travel for the games or for the commie hash, or is it mostly local people it, and you? Absolutely, mostly local people. It's a, it's a very small event. Yeah, I think I'm the only one that keeps trying to keep track of it. Uh, the one before that was Glasgow. They had a bagpiper there. Very well put on. The, the Scots always do a great job. Sure. They rent. They rented a fairly good-sized three-story, white, big white building. Did all the runs out of the town. Well, where do you expect the next one to occur? Uh, okay, the next one. Well, that was my dog. <laughs> the, the next one is going to be in Birmingham. Originally, the Commonwealth Games Federation was going to have it in Durban, South Africa, and then they couldn't come up with final payment. They got stripped of their title and got sent to Birmingham. And when is that going to be? In 2022. No, a month? Due, it's in the springtime. Uh, check my commiehash.com website for the actual date. Yeah, well, it's springtime, so if people that, if people want to get involved in this, they can say, all right, let me get my butt over to the, or if I'm in the UK in the spring of 2022. Yep. For you, travel hashing, what other events of hashing do you travel for? Okay, I've made it to a lot of the interhashes. Have any favorites of those? I would say... Not necessarily saying to say that one is better than another, but any special... Memories or impression from inner hashes that you've been to. What do you like about inner hashing? Okay, I could say Cyprus because it was my first, mm-hmm. or Fiji because it was the most recent. Mm-hmm. But I think Cardiff because we started off in Perth, Scotland, and uh, Olympic gave me a reptilian dragon to take as a mascot, and we kind of made it down the the UK continent and. Yeah, that I, that was the most fun. Mm, cool. The stadium itself, Millennium Stadium, was just amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got it was terrific. Yeah, yeah, it's a world class venue. Maybe the nicest the hash has ever been for. Well, maybe apart from Bora Bador, yeah, a world heritage site. We've been hashing now. It's coming up on thirty-five years. What about hashing keeps you involved? Need exercise so that I don't become a big fat bastard. (laughs) Camaraderie, of course. Destinations for travel. Are there any places that you haven't yet got to for hashing that we'd like to see an event to pull you there or places you just have on your bucket list to travel to for hashing? Yeah, I guess I have made it to all the continents except Antarctica. I almost got to go there for work about two years ago. Mm. I was working in Cape Town, and the ship I was getting the submarine ready for was was headed down to Antarctica. Mm. (laughs) Almost got to go there. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a small list for people, handful of people that have hashed there. Yeah. The, your home hash, what is the hash like there? How often, pack size, what are the traditions there? Hash in Vancouver has been as big as about 60 or 70, but uh, when it started, it was more like a dozen, 20, and that's what it is today. It's anywhere between a dozen and 20. It's been as little as five or six, but the, the, we've been going after the COVID five weeks now, mm-hmm. and it's been a dozen people. Mm-hmm. Some of the old old guard, some of the new guard. When are the runs? And how how are they paid for? And what's those traditions? Mondays six fifteen in the summertime, and Saturdays two fifteen in the winter time. Ten bucks. Okay. Traditional, you got a circle and hash songs and all that. Of course. Uh, who are some of those old guard that you mentioned? Who are some of the well-established hashers or people that you know from long-time hashing? Olympic has only been here a couple of times. Well, Deli Belly, of course. Deli Belly used to live here. He was born in BC, so he uh, is now in Ottawa and... Uh, comes back when he can. And so when you started in 1987, were there hashers that you connected with or felt like, ah, that's that's a guy that gets hashing or kind of informed your view of hashing? Or One of the last big events I went to, or bigger events, was Pan-Africa in mm-hmm. Sierra Leone. Drain oil there. Yeah. Chatted with him for a bit. Urine out of Cyprus. I met him the first time at Cyprus Interhash. Where you were the RA, I believe, and yeah, I was an MC and RA as a circle every day. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was my first interhash. Yeah. Now, uh, do you remember? Do you remember anything about that except the the blur of excitement of the new event? Uh, getting there, I had eight days to get from Scotland to Cyprus on my motorcycle. Well, what was the what was the path you took? How did you how did you work that? And I took it over from Vancouver with me years before. Left in Olympic's garden, and <laughs> and he pushed it down to the motorcycle shop about a month before. Got them to get it up and running, then took it down from Scotland through the Channel, through France, Germany, through the Brenner Pass, where I lost Top Gear. <laughs> Down into Italy, took the ferry to Greece. Italian port you took that ferry from, do you know? It was Ancona, up okay. on the upper coast there. Ancona mm-hmm. over to, and the next ferry was from Athens to Rhodes to Cyprus. Uh, how much were you able to do around Cyprus? I got to the gates of the opening, uh, so I made it just for when they were about to open the gates of the gardens, and then parked it uh, in front of our hotel, and that was it, locked it up. I never uh, did anything with it after that. I, I gave it to Lettuce. Lettuce from Cyprus said, yes, I know about motorcycles, and I like motorcycles, and I said, would you like my motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So I left well, it there. Yeah. And, uh, and I actually was thinking about taking it to Kuala Lumpur after that. So I sent him some money. He shipped it off for the next interhash to Singapore. That one didn't work out as well. I got through the interhash before it ever even 
cleared customs out of uh, Singapore. Do you know where it is now? Somewhere in Singapore. <laughs> so, so it's been sitting there for 20 years. As it made it through customs, they wanted more and more paperwork, uh, which I didn't have because I wasn't there at the beginning or the or to talk to them at the end because I was up at Interhash. It took longer to go through customs, and they wanted $1,100 for storing it as it waited through their customs. I said, well, you can have it for that price. <laughs> <laughs> then I asked them, okay, the next one's going to be in Australia, so uh, can you ship it to Australia? They said, yes, $200, and then I got a call the next day from some other yields. And they said, oh, but you still owe us this 1100 to get it through customs, and uh, you're going to have to pay that before the 200 So uh, they said, no, it's all yours, man. It might still be there. <laughs> Did you get to anywhere else in Africa apart from Mombasa? I have hashed Dar Salaam. I have hashed Durban. Durban was quite fun. Cairo, I think you've been to Cairo. I lived yes. there a long time. Yeah, I, hashed, I was an RA there for 15 years. Because uh, yeah, I was working in Suez for a while. Yeah, I hashed there. And what was fun about Durban? It was New Year's Eve, 1997. They had a great DJ, knew great people there. So. Uh, was kill, killer, killer. And, that was killer exactly. and killer and Shroppy. Killer and Shroppy were a couple who became a non-couple, and she she recoupled. But yeah. killer, killer had a tragic accident and died not too long after that. I, I yes, I do know that. Yes, yeah, I hang hung out with them, both of them. They had a pool and stuff in the backyard, and didn't they have a uh, pig? Did they have a <laughs> a pet pig? Um, not when I was huh. living there, no. <laughs> staying with them, no. Yeah, they stayed with me in Cairo. They were... The killer always wanted to host Interhash in Durban. Yep, and he would always stand up there with his thick glasses and, and promote Durban. Many would vote for him because he was always the, the outlier. Mm -hmm. And he was a great guy. After Kuala Lumpur, we hung out together. We actually went up to Victoria Point, Burma together. <laughs> On a little yeah. road trip after. Yeah, he was a motorcycle fan too. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, the only motorcycle hash I've ever been to is they have one in Perth. I went on a hash motorcycle trip in Perth from. You ta are you talking about Perth, Australia or Perth, Scotland? Uh, I'm talking about Perth, Australia. Uh -huh. Yeah. Went there before the Fiji interhash. I took the train across Australia, started in Perth, ended up in Sydney. When I was in Perth, yeah, they, they had a motorcycle hash. So we just went up the coast for three hours and overnight come back. But that's the first of those I ever got. How long was the train trip to cross Australia then? Three days. It's not as far as the cross Canada one, which I've tried, and certainly not as long as from here to Florida, which I've done. That was a bit much. That was more like eight days. Did you get to hash at any other stops in Australia? Um, yeah, I spent quite a bit of time for the Gold Coast. Brisbane hash, Brisbane men's hash, the Sydney Thirsty. Thirsty uh, Thursdays, yeah. Yep, that one. Let's see, Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, hashed in Melbourne. Wow. Any of those hashers, Australian hashers, come to mind? Well, Barter bitch is not Australian, she's American, but uh, yeah, I knew her from San Francisco days. Yeah, she 
asked me about the Commonwealth when they were about to do it. I stayed with them for two nights, I think it was. No, in Melbourne. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten hurt, gotten lost, gotten spent a night in the jungle or gotten hurt or sent to the hospital on trailer? I have never spent an overnight in any of the houses, no. Only injury, I think, in Vancouver was on a wet day, crossing a bridge, got a sliver like all the way inside my hand and underneath the nail on my finger. Hmm. And it didn't really hurt, but I went to the hospital and I said, you know, there's a line there that was never there before. <laughs> and I think you need to look at it. And they said, no, no, it looks fine. And I go, well, I can tell you that line wasn't there before. And sure enough, it was an inch-long sliver. <laughs> and they take it out? Okay, cool. Now, what about run-ins with white powder or the police or officials? Have you had any close calls? Uh, Vancouver, we've had three that I can remember. The first one uh, was out in Richmond by a casino. Just saw some fire trucks and stuff. The next one, we used to have a men's hash here for quite a while, the huge Oregon, the huge Oregon hash. It had one outside of post office so they had uh, when white powder was going through the mail they they weren't so happy about us doing that mm -hmm. putting it on the post office steps <laughs> <laughs> the most recent was about eight years ago the header from vancouver set one and ended up putting too big a piles of flour in the food court shut down the sky train and shut down the harbor and shut down all of the hotels along the waterfront for oh. three, four hours. Wow. That was the biggest thing. Anybody in trouble for that or? It was funny. The, <laughs> the police did finally crack us down. They did. They, they looked on our website, found out where it started at a tennis court, Stanley Park, and just kept doing circles and bigger circles until they found the pub that we might have been at, came up the stairs and said, are you guys the Hash House Harriers? And I had had a few drinks, and I pointed in two different directions, and I said, they went that way! <laughs> <laughs> they were not impressed. But nobody got taken to the hospital, or nobody got taken to the police station, and it all turned out okay. They, they started reading the rights to one person who spoke up and told them that it was okay. <laughs> No arrests. No arrests. Oh, wow. You have hashed with men's hashes there and while traveling. Ever, what, what, what's your take on single-gender hashing? It's got its place. I, I don't do very much of it. Certainly not anymore because uh, ours ran for a dozen years and then some of the main instigators left and it died itself out. We tried to keep it going for another couple of years but didn't make it, so... We amalgamated and just do the Vancouver Ash. Mm -hmm. There was even a Lotus Land, which was the nickname for Vancouver. The Lotus Land Hash ran on the opposite day, whether it was Saturday or the Monday. Um, it was meant for long-distance runners. It petered out, and we, yep, we're down to one. Mm -hmm. What about all these different clubs and the hash traditions? Are there any hash traditions that surprised you at different clubs or certain things about hashing you think are essential for each club to have? In my opinion, 
having more than one song is essential. That isn't always the case, but I think if if you have two or three songs at least, that's that's better than one. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the right size? What size events do you like the most? You've been to the full, the full worlds and regionals and smalls. What's what's a great event size? One hundred. One hundred is a good number. You get just enough to know everybody by face, know everybody, maybe not uh, intimately, but after a weekend. Yeah, okay, that's all cool. Before Fiji, we did a hash cruise around the islands of Fiji. I met uh, Petra. She's from Brussels, and uh, we've been going together for three years or so now. You're a hashing couple. We are now, yes, yes. Yeah, so is uh, hashing good for coupledom or is coupledom good for hashing? What's your take on that? <laughs> well, we're about to leave to go to Ecuador in uh, 10 days, July the 9th. We're going to Ecuador for a month. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it all worked out. Petra, your hash other half, what is her hash name? Premature ejection. Is okay. her hash name, but I like to lengthen it to premature ejection to Republic Alaman because she got kicked out of a country and had to go back to her native-born Germany because of a visa problem. Oh, okay, and, not, too, uh, not not too shameful reason to get kicked out. Okay, that's that's where she got her name from, premature ejection. Oh, nice. I keep telling everybody we should lengthen it, and then in in lengthening it, you can shorten it. Yeah. That would be interesting. Her hash name initials are her actual first name. That would be a good one. Don't think that, well, Keto Hash used to exist. I don't know that it's operating there. That's correct. Uh, Quenza, I, I might not be saying it correctly, but the, right. a town just south of Quito is uh, still running, and we have contacted them, and we're going to try and make it. Okay. That'd be great if there's anyone there who... Uh, wants to be interviewed. We haven't had many speakers from South America. Yeah, there is one friend of Deli Belly's that's there that is coming back July the 6th. So he's coming back to Ottawa July the 6th. But he spends half the year down there, at least anyways. Are you you Um, going to Galapagos? Yes. We're going to a four-day trip in the Amazon, doing a riverboat cruise. Then eight days in the Galapagos, and then some volcano watching, beach lazing. Well, I'm sure, hashers have been to all those places. That I don't, I don't know if the keto used to run hash trails there, but you can certainly have a, uh, without leaving powder and damaging the environment, I'm sure you can do a Galapagos hash house area or way run. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have. Like, where have I hashed in South America? La Paz, the highest uh, hash. Highest hash. Yeah. I, I that, when was that? Because that has been gone for a while. Yeah, it was barely there at that time. Actually, there was only six people. None of them had ever done a hash before. They were college students. Uh, we went to a pub of a hasher, a brewery that a that a hasher owned. So there was. Some influence still there, but not too many. That would have been about a dozen years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Early, it was. I think it was flourishing in 
the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. As a bigger, um, bigger group. There's some rugby players there in USA. Santiago. Santiago was flourishing. I, mm-hmm. I managed to, uh, go through Chile and catch up with them. They yeah. had a, a poolside party that I think was one of the better. Yeah, I think I've only done two so far down there. Anything else about the Vancouver hash traditions and customs? Vancouver, we've never really been big on the red dress run. Mm. We uh, have had a few cross-dressing runs. <laughs> cross-dressing runs, okay. Yep. Yeah. A few photograph hashes. Buns the Killer Hair started that out. Tell, tell us how that works. Yeah, so you take uh, beforehand on your recce the day before, you go out and take photographs of uh, highlights or uh, noticeable landmarks mm-hmm. uh, around the town. Then you get them printed out, put them on paper, put some plastic envelope around them so uh, you can post them up on the wall. Yeah, you start at point A, end up at point A plus by going and following all of the photographs. So when you start, do people know all of them or just the next one? The, when she did it, uh, she just had the one photograph. Right. Uh, since since then, I've been putting two of them. So the top is the next spot, and the bottom photograph is two away. So ah. you can shortcut <laughs> if you wish. Uh-huh. But the, the the one on the top, you can pretty much always see from where you're standing, uh-huh. from where that picture is. If you look hard enough, you can spot it. Uh-huh. But, uh, it's not that they have an edge if you know the city. You mm-hmm. can usually physically see where you're about to go. Is that something you think you'll be able to continue post-COVID now? Yeah, sure. It had nothing to do with COVID. Right. No, no. I just mean uh, sometimes the traditions are, oh, we got enough people and enough oomph to get these things going. Is that Was that usually an annual thing or once in a while thing? Just a once in a while thing. Yeah, we uh, should have been doing it through COVID. Actually, mm-hmm. would have been a great idea, but uh, you didn't mention it in time. <laughs> now, now that COVID's over, pretty much. Yeah, we'll we'll do it again. Red dresses aren't very big there, but do you do red dresses when you travel? I I do them uh, occasionally if there's something before uh, an interhash that I happen to be there, happen to be. Available at the time, I'll do them. I do have a cute little one with a teddy bear on it that I bring with me, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Standard hash travel kit includes some of these costume stuff, yeah. And you were on Interhash Stage in Fiji. Have you been on Interhash Stage? What was that like? Have you done others? I have done others. My very first was, uh, you probably don't remember it, but myself and another girl were trying... One about a condom song in Cyprus. We hopped, oh, up, yeah. on, <laughs> we hopped <laughs> up on stage with a cassette recorder and said, "Okay, we're just going to do this to the mo- to the sound of the this song that we've previously recorded." We put the microphone on the recorder and uh, tried singing this condom song. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we actually have that on uh, film. I think there actually is a video of that. <laughs> we got the hook. But since then, um, I've pre-recorded things and gave people the tape or or a pre-recording of it so that it, or a video of it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that kind of thing happen again. 
And where else were you? So which others were you on stage? Did two songs in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, I rewrote the sound of music into hashing songs, so I've used some of those for stage acts. Most recently in Sierra Leone, we jumped up on stage. Deli Belly and I jumped up on stage. Did a couple songs for them. Just time to time. Do you have a singing voice yourself? I can hold note. All right. Give us a few lines from something from Sound of Music hashing version. Okay. uh, Short and sweet. How do you stop the drip of gonorrhea? How do you stop the drops from running down? And how do you get a lay without having to pay or having to make acquaintance with your hand? Oh, how do you stop the drip of gonorrhea? How do you keep that fluid in your gland? Well, that could be a down-down song for people to hear this. They could add that, yeah. Yes. Whistler is a... uh, ski resort and we had a an alpine hash event oh 25 years ago Mm -hmm. so for that i rewrote the sound of music two three of them turned out okay the rest Mm -hmm. were crap as is usual do you have them recorded i have if you if you click on my commiehash.com website yeah i've got some of them there just click the skits Mm -hmm. uh the word skit uh Mm -hmm. should Jump you to something. Okay. Well, I'll remind people if they want to read about Chef Hash or hear these recordings, it's C, one version, C-O-M-M-I-E hash dot com. Is that website? Yeah. Yep. Or C-O-M-M-Y yep. H-A-S-H. Yep. yep. Either one. Cool. I got them both. Oh, well, I, I did actually did a fringe festival, a play, a 20 minute play all about sheep. And it was kind of hash related. We did a hash just before it, one of them. Part of the Ember, the Ember Fridge, Fringe. Yeah, the Edinburgh Fringe travels around. Uh, it went from Vancouver to Victoria afterwards, but they have them in most Commonwealth countries. They have uh, a Fringe Festival that originated in Edinburgh. But it did okay. I got a couple checks for $600 out of it. So wow, professional. It, yeah. it, it paid for itself. It was kind of fun to do. Nylon, is the RA always right? The RA is always right for the first hour. (laughs) Okay, we're under 60 minutes so far here, yeah? Okay. After the hour, the RA isn't necessarily correct anymore. Okay, that's the first time-based answer we've had. Cool, very good. I want to thank Pylon for coming on the podcast today from Vancouver. Canada. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher voices, Hasher stories, Hasher history. New episodes every week. Until next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet Coming for to catch